Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, welcome back. Another episode. Appreciate you coming back. Want to thank Cheers and Spirits and the Arnold Plaza for sponsoring this episode. Um, I'm back with the Four Roses again. Had it last time. Um, drinking it this time. I really kind of enjoy this one. It's only 80 proof, but for a $20 bottle, it's an enjoyable drink for me. Um, not as flavorful as most, but... Um, yeah, on a night that I just want to kind of sip something, I want a little bit of the taste on my tongue. This isn't horrible. Yeah, um, that's that's what I'm cheap. gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna pour that next. So, um, I, you know, it, it's it's probably one of those things where you're like, oh, that's cheap stuff, but it's just some clown that doesn't know what they're talking about. So it is cheap stuff. But here's the thing: for twenty dollars, it tastes something like bourbon to me. And it doesn't burn going down or coming back up. It, like, it's one of those things where these lower proof ones, they give me the fewest problems. Yeah. Um, and I know you drink, you, you've you been drinking them neat, so you've got a much higher tolerance for the for the coming back up than I do. Um, but I'm kind of at the point now, we've tried a bunch of these. And don't get me wrong, some taste better than others. And I, I think, I'm not saying I would never drink a higher proof one. I'm just saying that on certain occasions where I'm just drinking to have something, mm-hmm. maybe relax the nerves a little bit before bed. Um, the lower proof is where I'm going. Yeah. That, that seems to be my, my, my train of thought right now. In the future, it might be different. I don't know, but this that's kind of where I'm at right now, especially um, we've, with the two bottles that we found that are fairly good, and in fact, I've got three because I do like the old Forester 86 as well, and that's a $20 bottle. Uh, the Wild Turkey 101, if you want a little bit more flavor and heat to it, mm-hmm. is also a great buy at $20. And this Four Roses one. For me, it, that's kind of, and to me, it tastes better than the benchmark number eight, which is the $15 for their $18 for a handle. Yeah. I think this might be more of a, a mixer at that point, although less flavor to it. But it's right. cheap. I mean, if, if you do a lot of mixed drinks, you don't want something that's going to cost a ton of money if you're going to just no, flavor it up. Yeah, it's funny. I went to um, – I was sick, so I wanted to have a hot toddy. And uh, so I go to buy a bottle of whiskey or because I didn't have it. So – I used to drink Makers and Ginger, mm-hmm. which is a great drink, you know. And my buddy was a bartender, so it, it was mostly Makers with some ginger. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. So I said, I'll get Makers. And the, the guy at the, the guy was like, what are you, you mix it? And I told him what I was doing because I was, I was in there, like, clearly sick. And uh, he's like, yeah, just get some Jim Bean. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you mixing makers with? Like, what are you doing? So I bought the Jim Beam, and as a mixer with tea and honey, was awesome. You know, it didn't need to be. Most people, once you mix it, they're not gonna. It's hard to discern what it is. Sure, you know. Um, How much is regular makers though? I don't know. I I haven't bought it in a long time. That'd be a good question. I know Jared talked about he likes make, makers a lot. I like it's, I now there's makers so. There's makers and then there's 
I think it's Maker's 46. It's like a different. That's a higher. That's yeah. a higher dollar amount. Yeah. I think regular Maker's, though, is like in the $25 range. Yeah. So it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. I could be way wrong, though. Um, that's probably going to be the one I want to try next. Lower and lower end Maker's. Yeah. Um, before we start kind of moving back up into some more expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, mostly because, I, I mean, actually, I think the next few episodes, we probably should just drink what I've got here because i got so much damn bourbon <laughs> in my house. I, I need to I need to get rid of some of this. Right. So I, might, I might just decide to have like a another whiskey party or something. I, don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, Maybe some old fashions or some... Uh... Is a highball whiskey? See, I don't even know. That's how bad I am. I think I'm going to make my own drink. I'm going to make it up. Just because I don't know if I'm a fan of the old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. For me, the old-fashioned, I might as well just drink the straight whiskey. Because yeah. I think once you've had straight whiskey and you get used to it, the the old-fashioned's kind of like, yeah, It's not enough flavor in it. I think, what's in it? It's just simple syrup and whiskey? Like, it's, it's not sim- that... Simple syrup, bitters, and whiskey, basically. Yeah, it's kind of... I mean, just drink... It's like sweeter whiskey. Yeah, and it's not even that sweet. Because most people who are making it, they don't put too much simple syrup in it. Yeah. Like, I think if I had, like, like a ginger ale and a mixer, like, in a whiskey, and maybe... I don't know. Maybe something else. But, like, a ginger ale has enough sugar in it, along with the carbonation. Mm-hmm. To add with the whiskey. Yeah. So now it's more like a, a spiked ginger ale at that point. Mm-hmm. And that might be more enjoyable than than the old-fashioned. I'll tell you what. Um, so, I, like, if I go to a wedding and there's an open bar, so I'm mainly a beer drinker, but for when, when I go to a wedding, I'm like, because a lot of times, like, if we travel to a wedding, we're not driving, we're going to stay in the hotel where the wedding is. It's like, hey, let's burn it down. Mm-hmm. And generally, my wife and I will burn it down. Like it's <laughs> like we're makes you know, like we're hanging out with like the the twenty two year old bridesmaids and and groomsmen just like getting mashed up, and it's fun mm-hmm. because we're old now. So but we still hang for a night, and next morning is going to be rough. But <laughs> hey, whatever, you know, it's a night without the kids. So uh, then I'll if the a lot of times like. A wedding bar is not going to have makers, but they'll have Jack, which I hate. But Jack and Ginger is not bad. So that'll be my uh, Jack and Ginger. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So um, even though everyone who's listened before knows my, I think that Jack tastes like Hoppy's number nine. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not too bad in ginger, in ginger ale. So You want to know what's the worst combination now? A seven and seven? So Seagram seven and seven up. Okay. It, it, honestly... Anything else other than seven, like Seagram Seven, would probably be fine in it. But mm. I've heard Seagram Seven's awful. Yeah, I don't, I've, I mean, I've had Seven and Seven, but that's like, you know, wedding at the hotel bar at one thirty in the morning. Like, <laughs> I'd pr- probably drink anything. So, funny things. I don't really know the names of a lot of drinks, but like, you can walk up and say Seven and Seven. You know that bartender knows what it is. Yeah, well. So, and knowing people that are bartenders, like, people come up and they're like, can I have it? And, like, they don't want to muddle stuff. They want to pour some soda and then pour your booze in on top of it. Yeah. So, do your bartender a favor. Like, don't ask for the mojito. If you order a mojito, you're an asshole. Right. And mojitos taste good. But, like, you got to, like, muddle the mint Mm -hmm. and then mix all this stuff. It it, It was featured in some... Stupid movie or something, or commercial. Bridget Jones's Diary. Yeah, it became yeah. cool. 
However, a Moscow Mule is delicious. Yeah, I I think like you, like you said though, like you want to, especially if you don't want to have to tip the bartender a bunch. Like you can't order the mojito and tip the bartender a dollar. No, no, that's more than a seven and seven dollars fine. Jack and Coke dollars fine. Yeah. At that point, you're still at the old bar when you were in college. A dollar per drink, right? Yeah. If you're asking for the mojito or something a little more complicated, that's a 2 to $3 tip yeah. on a drink. I think. I don't know. I haven't been to a bar in such a long time. I don't know what the inflation on that was. Um, but generally, you know, I guess it also depends on the price of the drink, too, though. I mean, like, if you got a place in, like, I think when we were at Dry 85, Dry 87 or whatever that place was that mm-hmm. it was... We had drinks and we tipped our waitress though, because the waitress brought them. Like we weren't at the bar, yeah. So we didn't. It wasn't like we were tipping the bartender per drink. We were tipping based on the the total bill, like we normally do for food. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if that's like I don't I don't understand I don't know the the tipping protocol as far as <laughs> going up to the bar anymore because I haven't I haven't saddled up to a bar in so many years. Yeah, I, I mean, my my wife and I went out. We had a night off. Like, we actually, like, went away and we didn't go. We went to Annapolis. So, like, Counts but we, we stayed in a hotel down there and we we ended up at, uh, I forget the name of the bar. It might be Level, mm. where they do the gimlet. Yeah. That's a complicated drink to make, but it's like their signature thing they brag about. So, I don't feel that bad. Right. But, like, essentially, the dude's making a meringue. <laughs> like, it's got this frothy, it's got, like, lime zest. I'm like, <laughs> are you cooking? Right. You making a pie? <laughs> Like, I, I still feel a little bad. The zest in any drink to me is awful. It's literally the the the, the peel yeah, just grated into your drink. There's a reason why people don't eat the peel. Right. It tastes like garbage. And a lot of recipes that call for zest, uh-huh. I don't do it. No, it's gross. So I'll make like a cilantro lime rice, mm-hmm. and I just use the lime juice. I don't zest it in there. Because no. lime's kind of bitter anyway. Well, I'm pretty sure anytime you zest it, it's always you're zesting the peel. You're not zesting the inside of the fruit. Oh, no. It's always the peel. Yeah. That, that's like the worst part of the fruit. Yeah. Like, no. Stop. That's why you throw that away. Someone fancy decided to do that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is wonderful. Yep. No, it tastes like shit. Stop doing it. Yeah. Oh, no. This guy invented it. It's wonderful. Everyone now must use zest. They put it in a magazine as some popular thing and trendy thing. Now everyone's got to friggin' do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, ooh, zest, this sounds great. And like, I think one time my wife, like, zested some lemon over chicken parmesan. And I tasted it, and it tasted like bitter lemon rind. <laughs> like, ooh, maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. Yeah, you gotta, like, sometimes you'll see it, like, it's like fancy, like, you'll see the zest, but it's like the, it's like curled up, like, it's like part of the presentation. Like, right. yeah. you just put trash on my food. We should start a movement, no more zest. Nowhere. Zest doesn't belong anywhere. Because yeah, I'll make... Other than a bar of soap. Right, because I'll make chicken francais, like, and I'm not putting... It calls for zest, but I'm just using lemon juice and butter. Especially with, like, like Italian, old Italian recipes. They're old and Italian for a reason. Mm-hmm. They don't need your special touch. Right. They don't need zest. They've been good for 300 years. because you saw Alton Brown do it once. Yes. Yeah. The, the, it's been good for 300 years. The fact that Italian restaurants all across this country have been in business serving the same five dishes for the most part mm-hmm. is 
Because they taste fantastic as they are. Yeah. Stop trying to add zest to this shit. Right. It tastes like ass. See, so they'll try to make it their own signature thing, like, um, like carbonara. I, if an Italian restaurant has carbonara, they're automatically in my eyes rated much higher. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be good. Carbonara is pretty simple. Yeah. It's, you know, it's egg yolks and Parmesan cheese and, you know, you kind of, and bacon. Like, you don't need to add all kinds of craziness to it. Mm-hmm. You know, just make it simple the way it's designed and make it, it, it's good. But these foodies decide they have to have, you know, and I don't want, like, three strands of spaghetti and then a little piece of pancetta. This, oh, that's your carbonara. No, no, I want an entire, I want to eat a pound of it. Yeah. Or they put it in, like, the spaghetti mountain. Where, no, it's like, yeah. where it's all twisted in, into a, like a volcano type of a mountain. Yeah. And then they put like something lightly on the sides or on top of it to make... Pre- no, I'm going to freaking eat. I'm going to devour this. Yeah, it's all coming out the other end the same way. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I can tell what you're doing with the little volcano of pasta. You're shorting me on pasta that costs five cents. <laughs> Give me the full pasta. And you're charging me twice as much for it. Yes. You're charging me 25 to $30... For a piece of chicken, some sauce, and some pasta, don't skip yeah. on my pasta. That's why when I was growing up, we rarely went to Italian restaurants because my father could make all of it better. Mm-hmm. And when you realize, like, when you cook it yourself, and then realize what they're charging for it, you're mm-hmm. like, you go to a restaurant and order spaghetti and meatballs, and a dinner portion of a charge at a cheap place it'll be twelve bucks, and a more expensive place twenty. You know how much spaghetti and meatballs I can make for twenty bucks? I'll feed the whole neighborhood. <laughs> like a box of spaghetti is a dollar. Yeah, and eighty-seven cents if you get it on sale. Right. If you make your own for with flour and eggs, maybe a dollar twenty-five. Yeah, for for that much pasta, a lot more labor, but you know, if you let's say you do box pasta, box dried pasta, a jar sauce, and and you and you formed your own meatballs. Mm-hmm. You could probably feed each person for a dollar fifty a person. Yeah, with everything included. That's why churches do spaghetti dinners for fundraisers. Yeah, Boy Scouts do that. Yeah, yeah, it's the cheapest way to feed people. Aside outside of pancakes. Yeah, well, that's why they do pancake breakfast. Yeah, because pancakes are cheap. Right, and you can feed a ton of people. But you go to the restaurant, and it's like, oh, this this pancake special is eleven bucks. Like, like, I mean, I could, I could feed the whole county pancakes for eleven bucks. My daughter learned how to make mini waffles because mm-hmm. we have one of those mini waffle makers. Oh, cool. She made them all on her own. Good. So now if I need waffles, I'll snap my fingers. Say, See, hey. she shouldn't have done that. Right. She tipped her hand. <laughs> I know. She wanted to. It's a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. See, that's how I trick them. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I if I was eating carbs, I could have waffles whenever I want them. Right. Figure she learned how to make the thing that I can't really eat. Same thing with the pasta. I love pasta. Mm-hmm. Love it a lot. Try not to eat it now. Um, I guess we should probably give some kind of a weight loss update at this point. Yeah. Um, I So I am officially down to 319. Okay. Well, it was 319.1. And you started at what? 350. Good. Good deal. So that's uh, essentially 30 pounds. I won't call it 31 just yet because I'm not under 319. Mm-hmm. So 30 pounds... Um, it does go up a little bit day to day, up and down, up and down. But I, I haven't gone under three nineteen point one, um, so I'm considering that my low. 
but I mean, I could be on any day 320, 322, 323, yeah. whatever in that range. Um, but it is back trending in the right direction. Not as fast as I wanted to, because it has been, I mean, at the end of this month, it'll be six months. And if I don't lose another pound, which I don't think will be likely, but I mean, I got 15 more days in a month. But let's say I, I lose 30 in six months. That's like, what, five pounds a month? Yeah. That's about what the average should be right. if you're losing it on a consistent basis. So I'll take it. Not happy with it, but happy enough. Yeah. So are you feeling like you could maintain the low-carb, for lack of a better term, keto, because that's what the app is doing, for a, you know, for a while? Or are you going to want to bounce back and go back to crushing pizza so what I could do and what I want to do are two different things right I could stay on keto for the rest of my life mm-hmm. um, I'm, I found cheaper ways to f- do the meat um, just buying bigger quantities of it yeah going to Costco you can get meat cheaper than you can at the regular grocery store um, the problem is the want to and not the want to in that I don't want it like I I, uh, I don't want to keep losing weight it's a want to of the addiction part of my brain mm-hmm. still says I want it yeah. like I see it the salivary glands start mm-hmm. um, <coughs> that has been the most difficult part of all this and that's what you know that's what the drugs were supposed to stop um, that I don't take, but so like the semaglutide, um, which is Ozempic for most people, or Wegovy, um, that is supposed to stop you from wanting to eat those things. But I think they stop you from wanting to eat anything because it makes you sick. <laughs> Correct. Um, well, there's also been some, you know, the fact that they're questioning whether people who are losing weight on it are losing. Their dense body mass, so they're losing muscle and bone, yeah. which is something that I I'm not cool with. So, so he, and you and I have different philosophies. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm more of a body composition person, sure, and I think you're more into this numbers on the scale. Mm-hmm. So, where I'm just opposite, like I I don't care about this. I'm more into if I weighed 475 pounds but was 11 percent body fat. I'm I'm cool with that. I'm also playing for the Ravens, right? So yeah, <laughs> the um, for me, uh, essentially, my view on semaglutide and whatever the other utides are, it essentially tricks your brain into accomplishing the starvation diet mm-hmm. because you just don't want to eat. Um. Not that your body needs le- needs less nourishment, not that your body, or not that your salivary glands don't want it when it sees it, but you physically can't eat because you feel full all the right. time. Therefore, you don't eat. It is essentially a starvation diet in my mind, which means when you're off of it, now will your brain revert back to wanting to eat all the stuff you didn't eat? Yeah. And then you gain it back. And I think that's what happens with some people. Um. But at the same time, it's worked for a lot of people, though. The problem is it, it hasn't been used for weight loss for a very long period of time. 
It's only been popular in the last two to three years. I'm interested to see what happens in years five, six, seven, eight, as these people come off. Yeah. Did the eating habits change? Or did they just get tricked into not thinking they were hungry? And now that they're off of it and their body, again, if your body sees it and you don't have that full feeling anymore, or you don't have that little bit nauseous feeling, Mm -hmm. do you go back to eating? Right. And therefore you gain the weight back. I don't know. Um, For me, it was was a nausea issue, issue, like a bad nausea issue. Um, Also went to the bathroom a lot when I was on it. And I only took like I only took one shot, so some people said you got to stick with it. That was a miserable week. So my wife was on it, and she she stayed with it for a good two months, and never saw any significant weight loss. And she would take it, and she would time it. She she didn't want to be sick at work, so. She would time it so that essentially Sunday she would spend Sunday um, feeling like garbage. It's like, do you want to take one of your days off during the week feeling like garbage? So she came off of it. She was like, I'm not doing it. Like, it, it's not. And she, like, she was a soldier. She stayed on it for two months, put up with that. And just. Did she feel the effect that she was full and didn't want to eat? She wanted to eat. She, she was sick. Right, but the whole week or just a day? So it was really bad for like a day, Mm -hmm. but then most of the week was just, ugh. Like she did not want to eat any food. Like it was, so at that point, like, you know, if you're sick, if you're feeling like you don't want to eat because you're ill, then, you know, is it worth it? Because the the drug itself doesn't make you lose weight. Yeah, it's it makes you lose it has you lose weight because you're too you're you can't you physically don't feel like you can eat food. Yeah, because you're either sick to your stomach or you feel so full you don't want to eat. The problem is if being so full that you didn't want to eat didn't stop you from eating before, this probably isn't going to help you there either. Yeah. So the only way it can really stop you from eating is that you feel sick. Um, but for some people, they just put up with it. And, I mean, there's a lot of people using it right now. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'll be more interested in, like, five or six years after they've been off of it. Because it's not something you stay on forever. Yeah. You're, basically, you go on for a year or two years, a year to two years. You lose the weight you're going to lose, and then you go off of it. You wean yourself off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and, look, I'm not saying it doesn't work. Because it's obviously worked for some people. But, and I, I may go back to it one day. Um, but I think with this keto diet, and I call it a diet, it's a way of eating. Um, some people don't process carbohydrates, right? Mm-hmm. And it leads to weight gain. And so by cutting it out, you know, maybe that's why I've lost the weight or to be honest with you, I have cut down my calories. Yeah. You know, it, well, one of the things, because I did keto with you for about a month, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I found was, like, your options are just limited. So, where before you could eat, like, oh, there's oatmeal cream pies here. I'm going to crush oatmeal cream pies. Well, that, that's that's gone. They're no longer there anymore. Like, if you're, if you're being strict, mm-hmm. and then just limit yourself to, you know, 
um, high protein and fats, like you're kind of just you're you're just your options aren't there. Right. And yeah, if you want to, you could drink a quart of heavy cream, but as much as that sounds delicious, even I'm hard to like hard to drink a quart of it. Well, and the body doesn't. I mean, it's tough to digest that much. Oh, you're just scary. Yeah. So I mean, your options are eggs, meat, uh, some veggies, cheese, and cheese. Yeah. And even if you eat too much cheese, again, it's the dairy. Right. And then you also have the fact that your snack options, your salty, crunchy stuff, is just not there. So okay, I'll replace that with pistachios. Yeah, but now you're shelling pistachios. It takes you longer to eat it. It's not like you just throw a bag of microwave popcorn in and just crush it. Like it's just the options aren't there. So I found that. Um, no, I did have that whole GI issue that that popped up. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that way of eating had anything to do with it. We're not sure what it is. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I had a CT scan that came back, like nothing. It was completely negative. I'm going in for, I call it my spit roasting uh, next, you know, coming up. So, yeah. Yeah. The the other thing I like about the keto that I've done, and I would say this is probably why I haven't lost as much weight. I haven't been as strict the last four to six weeks. Okay. But I also haven't felt the desire to pig out. Um, and I've always gone, and I've always been able to go back to it. Yeah. Well, some of the salty crunch, like my weakness, the salty crunchy, mm-hmm. like say I were to open up a bag of Tostitos with lime, I'm, I'm going to the end of the bag. Like I'm just, I'm crushing it. Yeah. Um, so with that, when that option's just not there, as long as you're disciplined, I mean, you can choose to eat whatever you want. Right. But, you know, certain things you're just not going to eat a lot of. So, yeah. But I guess what I was what I was saying was is that even though even though I haven't been as disciplined, the weight hasn't come back on. Mhm. Um, but I've been also very careful not to I think the biggest thing I've probably learned from it is to not eat as many calories. Yeah. I'm not starving myself. Um, I mean this morning for breakfast, you know, I got the girls, it was their first day off of school. Um, I was on a conference call all day, so I, I had, uh, donuts delivered for the girls to have some for breakfast, you know, it, nice little celebration, you're off school. And I had a donut. Now, here's the thing though. I know I had a donut. Tomorrow I will not have a donut. Yeah. So for me, the biggest change has been not to deprive myself of everything. You you eat six donuts. Right. Uh, and that's the part. I'm learning the moderation. Part. Yeah. And that that's probably been the biggest change through all of this. And that I know that the donuts are not good for me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I don't ever have one. But it means I don't have a bunch in a day. Yeah. Because <clears throat> before, if there were four donuts left over because they each had one out of half dozen, I'd eat all four. Yeah, because, well, duh. Because right. they're not going to get any better than they are now. Right. But and now part of it was the addiction to food. Yep. You see four, you eat one, the dopamine hits, 
and you know you got the dopamine hit because you ate the donut, so you eat another donut. Yeah. That's how the addiction works. It works that way in everything. It works that way with heroin. It works yeah. that way with Coke. Not that I've done those. <laughs> Actually, I have never done them. I've never met a fat cokehead. Right. Or a junkie. If I was, I'd probably be a lot slimmer. <laughs> um, the cocaine diet plan. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know? Maybe I should have gone on that. If nothing else, you run out of money for food. <laughs> exactly. Because you're spending all on cocaine. I'd end up divorced, too, because my wife probably like, you waste all your money on coke. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. God's um, way of telling you you have too much money. But that that's why I think it's probably going to be more sustainable this time around. Because I am learning the moderation part of it. Mm-hmm. And part of it is guilt. I mean, part of it is, look, I ate the donut today. I knew I shouldn't have eaten it. But rather than feeling horrible about it, I'm just not going to eat one tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm not going to eat one the next day or the next day. It might be a month before you have another donut. It might be a month. And for me, that's been the biggest hurdle to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like tonight, we had tacos. And I, I, did, I had... Uh, I'm sorry, it's enchiladas uh, that were wrapped in corn tortillas. Um, so it was three corn tortillas. Now, that probably didn't put me over for my carbs, but I know for tomorrow, with the so I had the donut and the three corn tortillas. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know tomorrow I gotta rein the carbs back in. Yeah, today's not gonna kill me. I got to make sure tomorrow or the next day it's not a snowball effect. Anymore. Right. And that's okay, though, because you wonder why I had the taste of the donut. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling good about that. Yeah. And not that I don't think enchiladas are bad for you because it was a chicken enchilada. Um, and I had black beans with it, which are good for you. Mm-hmm. The rice probably wasn't. It was like the Spanish rice. Yeah. But I, I only ate a little bit of it. Yeah. Um. But again, it was moderation. So well, before you would have been using the tortilla chip to scrape up the extra rice. Yeah. And so for me, that's been the biggest lessons have come with the moderation part of it. Whereas before I thought it was moderating and I was not moderating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably, at the end of the day, I probably came in right around the 2000 calorie mark, which is about you know, 200 under where I should have been for the yeah. day. So did I eat the right calories? Maybe not, but I made sure not to go over the calorie amount. Yeah. And so I think a lot of that mitigates, right? Did I eat the right ones? No. But I still didn't eat 4,000 calories today. Right. I didn't eat 3,000 calories today. That would have, I think, would have led to the rebound weight gain. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like, yeah, your body's going to suffer a little bit. It might retain a little bit of liquid. It might add a little fat to you. But you might end up burning more of that off. Yeah, and I mean, it didn't take you three meal, three days of eating shitty to get to where you're at. Mm-hmm. So three days of eating shitty over the trend. Again, it's it's this this trend. Right. Like, what what's your over... How are you trending? It's like, yeah, you had some... You made some bad choices, maybe, say, air quotes, bad, with the donut and the enchiladas, but your overall trend is still good. Right. This whole It wasn't that way this whole week. Yeah. You know, and... One of the things I find that helps is, and I, I talked about this before, I can't remember the cut of meat that it was, but from basically, Costco has this like huge chuck, kind of like, it's like, it's like a roast, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. like a fatty, it still looks like fatty steak that they yeah. just haven't cut. Um, I'd essentially cut it up, grill the pieces of it, cut that up after it's been grilled, and I put it in a Tupperware container, mm-hmm. and I basically just put it in the fridge. Yeah. 
and that would be like a little bit like I would take about eight eight to ten ounces, which isn't a small portion Mm-mm. of meat. I mean, that's more than you generally get at a restaurant. You usually yeah. get eight ounces of steak if you order a steak. Um, and so I would generally take, sometimes it'd be like 10 to 12 ounces. Um, but 10 to 12 ounces of meat is about 500 calories. Mm-hmm. That's it. And the other thing was the meat made me feel feel a lot fuller than if I ate carbs. Yeah, because protein is satiating. Right. So if I eat five to eight hundred, five to six hundred calories of carbs, I wouldn't feel as full as if I ate five to six hundred calories of the protein. Yeah. It's not equal, and that that is one thing I've definitely noticed. And so, the problem is everyone's like, "Oh, the problem is well, meat's expensive." Well, that's why you got to go to a place like Costco and get the big cut. You know, rather than they're they're they they charge you more if they got to cut it. Mm-hmm. You know. And so, yeah, look at the cost of ribeye mm-hmm. compared to a ribeye steaks compared to a rib roast. Right. The rib roast per pound is going to be less than the ribeye per pound because it's not, there's one less step in processing it. So, I mean, I even, I, I even mixed it up. I, I got steaks. I think I got a chuck steak or ribeye steak, one of the two. And then I got flap steak. Mm-hmm. Flap steak is fairly inexpensive because it's like a leftover cut. Um, I think flank steak also is a less. Oh, flank's meat. good. Yeah. The the problem with that is like, so flank and skirt mm-hmm. used to be super cheap, but what happened is it got since like Tex Mex or Mexican food has gotten more popular, those cuts are more in demand, so the price has gone up. Yeah. Just like. Chicken wings used to be like throwaway. Yeah. But then buffalo wings came out, and now the price is going up with them. Um, a good one to try mm-hmm. is it's called a boneless chuck eye steak. Okay. Some people call it the poor man's ribeye. Mm-hmm. I actually prefer the flavor of the meat to a ribeye. It's really good. And Green Valley near us has it a lot. Yeah. So I, if you if you see them, like if I go there, I'll just cruise by. If they come in packages of two, mm-hmm. if there's th- three left, I buy all three of them. Yeah. And you know we like, I'll just like you just grow them like a normal ribeye. I don't get all fancy and do reverse sears and all this stuff with that. Yeah, I throw some Montreal steak on it and a little olive oil and throw it and just and incinerate it real quick. Pull it off medium rare, and it's dude, it's delicious. You're fancier than me. <laughs> so salt, pepper, garlic, salt. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. Sometimes I don't even do that. I have the Montreal steak like in the big freaking container, yeah. so it's just. I do like I do like that seasoning though. Yeah. I just don't have any. Yeah, I, I have a huge like the big one, yeah. like the restaurant food service size of it. Every time I think about getting fancy and like marinating it or something like that, I'm like nah. Yeah. You and this stuff like you you don't have to marinate. You don't have to do anything to it. Yeah. Like you just chuck it on the grill. And fat my kids flavor. like it, so fat is flavor. Yeah, for some reason, my kids like the lean meat, like the lean steaks, like of course filet mignon. Right? Oof. To me, it's like don't get me wrong, like they like it because it's not so chewy. I mean, if you have additional fat in there, it's chewier. Whereas if you have the the filet with the lean meat and less fat, it's not as chewy. And you know why they wrap properly? It's, you know why they wrap filet and bacon? Right, for flavor. Yeah, to make it taste like something. Yeah. 
So people get all amped up over it, and I, I mean, I'd rather have a boneless chuck eye steak for that. So actually, what I, so what I did when I was at Costco, I got the flap steak, which had the fat in it, mm-hmm. and then I got, I got the, I think I got the the other leaner steak. It wasn't flame. It was some other leaner steak that I could just, it didn't look like it had as much fat in it. Yeah. Sirloin does not have a lot of fat in it. I think that's what I meant. Yeah. And I got that for the girls. And and so I cooked it all together. And like, so what, basically what we've been doing is whenever my wife's out for the, for a night or something like that, I'll make steak for dinner because mm-hmm. she doesn't eat red meat. Um, but the girls do. Yeah. And so I'll make it all one night and I'll, they eat whatever they want. And then I take the rest of it and I cut it up and I put it in the Tupperware and I put it in the refrigerator. Yeah. And that's my lunch for the next few days. Yep. Yeah, I used to go and buy at Costco or Sam's the big container, the big, not container, but the big portion of um, flank or skirt steak. And I would I would almost make like a chimichurri and then grill it. And I'd grill it super rare because I knew I was going to be reheating it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, if I made it to my medium rare, where I like to eat it, and then microwaved it later, it would take it too well done. Right. Take it up to medium or, God forbid, medium well. If I just made it rare and I threw it in the microwave, it would go to medium. Yeah, maybe max out at medium. Yeah. And then mix that with salads. And it was, it was, I loved it. It was great. You're going to think I'm nuts. So, after I put it in the fridge... Because I don't want it to get too well done. And I, mm-hmm. I hate the way the, the microwave, it just, if it's in for 30 seconds, it goes from like medium rare to well done yeah. in like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. I just don't heat it up anymore. You just eat it cold? I eat it cold. Yeah. No, it's not bad cold either. I, I, I enjoy it. In fact, I really, really like it cold with some uh, uh, horseradish. So I did something similar. So I found these mission... Um, a carb balanced flour tortillas. So they have a bunch of fiber in them. So that means the net carbs is low. Mm-hmm. So I can have two of them and it's like, I think it's six net carbs, which is pretty low. Yeah. I can make two steak burritos and what are steak sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And essentially what I do is I put the, uh, the cold steak, spray it with mayo, maybe a little bit of mustard if I'm feeling frisky. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Maybe. And, I'll, and sometimes I'll put cheese on it. Okay. I don't heat it up though. And for me, I, I think it tastes great that way. But, and that's the other thing. It's like, look, it's, if I'm making lunch just for me, it doesn't gotta be fancy. Yeah. I'm gonna around. What do I care? If this tastes good to me, I'm eating it. And it tastes good to me. Mm-hmm. It's made. I don't gotta cook it. I, it takes me about five minutes to prepare because I already did the heavy work. Yeah. I cooked the steak. You know, and, and so. But yeah, it's it's been don't get me wrong. It's been six months. I mean, I've had to have learned something in the in that time. Yeah. Um. And that's just. I mean, that's what seems to work. I seem to do better when I've pre cooked. And everyone's gonna say, "Well, of course you dummy, you pre planned your meal." Yeah, I guess. I mean, I just cook. I, I was cooking anyway. Then when I was cooking anyway, I, I realized I got to cook more, and that way I got it available. Mm-hmm. I don't plan. I, did, I, I didn't plan on eating it every day. Yeah. And sometimes I didn't. But if four out of five days during the week when the kids were at school, I ate that. That's it. That's good. Yeah. That's a good week. Um, especially with all the 
with all the practices and games and whatnot, like that's another reason why it just hasn't been a good month. Like, because the, the amount of eating out we had to do, and mm-hmm. I try to be good when we eat out, but it sometimes you're just like, forget it. Oh, yeah. And that's not a great mentality to have, but, you know. Well, it, well it's when you finally clear, get off the field, and get home, and it's now, you know, on a school night. By the time it's 8.30. Right. And then it's, you know, like, for us, like, my wife say, I'm just going to go through I'm just going to McDonald's. I'm like, get me a filet of fish. You know, like, <laughs> that's what I'm getting. And, you know, you're trying to, just trying to to, to get by. Like, and here's the, oh, well, you know, you could have cooked dinner beforehand. Okay, so if I take the kid who's playing baseball, so we eat, so that if it's a, the game starts at 6, Coach wants them at the field for, you know, all their warm-ups and stuff at 5.15, 5.30. Means you got to leave at 5. Right. So that means I'm going to eat dinner at 4.30? Yep. And then now this kid who's just – he likes to get there early, and if there's a cage available, I'll throw batting practice to him. So we're getting there even early. So now the kid's eating at 4. Mm-hmm. Played baseball all day, not to mention the fact that he's – a boy and growing and you know wants to eat so then we're gonna come home at 8 30 and it's like oh well that meal we had at four is gonna hold him over right. no i'm giving I, I have to make him another meal it's almost better to skip the first one because right. i'm gonna have to feed him the second one regardless so yeah you know what call me a terrible dad we're running through the drive-thru the only thing with the drive-thrus that we've been doing is we've been trying to we stay away from the mcdonald's we stay away from the burger king's we go to Chick-fil-A. That's mm-hmm. our go-to. Just because I know I can go to Chick-fil-A. I can get the deluxe chicken sandwich with the pickles, the cheese, and the tomatoes. Sometimes I'll do a bacon chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. and I'll throw the bacon on there, and I know I can get it lettuce wrapped. Yeah, but here's the problem. That way. And here's the problem that I have mm-hmm. is that Chick-fil-A is 20 minutes up the road. Correct. It does, yeah, because there isn't one close. So it's either Severna Park or Annapolis. Right. Where McDonald's, there's two of them closer than, yep. you know, there's the Arnold one, which is right near Cheers and Spirits. So that's, you know. In the Arnold Station Plaza. Yeah. Five minutes away. Or there's the one, the slower one, you know, on, you know, going towards the bridge. Yeah. They're both closer than going to Chick- any Chick-fil-A. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when they finally get that one built on Route 2 near us, different story. But do I want to go all the way to Severna Park to... And I like my fast food hot. Right. So by the time I get it back, it's now cold and ruined. Yeah. To Prince Michael of Arnold. So. Yeah. we. I mean, our other go-to was hot dogs because mm-hmm. you can throw them in the air fryer. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and that was another thing. Anything we could throw in the air fryer was great. The problem is, is that, you know, chicken nuggets are not great for the for the keto they're not good for anything. All right. Yeah. The kid, like, I'll do chicken nuggets. I'll, I'll take the hot dogs out. And probably better than hot dogs are just frozen beef patties, hamburger patties. Yeah. Just chuck those on the grill. And if you're doing keto, I, was, I did this. I would make two patties with bacon and some cheese. And that was my, I just put them together almost like a sandwich. I wouldn't pick it up and eat it. I'd eat it with a fork. Right. But it was awesome. 
Yeah. You know, I maybe have some, you know, red onion and mustard on there too. It was great. And, then, yeah. you know, it's, I'm just, I have a gas grill, so just throw it on the grill and be done with it. Yeah, I mean, I found like I, I did miss the bun a lot of times. Um, but after I was done eating, I was happy I didn't eat the bun. Yeah. So you get the gratification of knowing that you didn't eat the bun. Yeah. But, but beforehand, you're like, ooh, I want a bun. I really want a bun. I am a bun. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, nope, no bun, no bun. No bun. <laughs> but no, I mean, the, I, I guess that's the willpower part of it. And you know, it's been a roller coaster ride the past month just because of all the all the coming and going. Like, I, I swear, people that that lose the weight like that. I don't know. Either they got amazing willpower or they don't have little kids. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. But we're still, I mean, we're still going. Look, we're both at the lowest weight we've been in in years. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll continue to give updates on it because it's, it, I think it's important for people that listen to us about the weight loss updates. You know, I, I don't know if they're getting any, any inspiration out of it. And I, I don't think, I mean, that's not what re- this is really about. I mean, a lot of it's about holding ourselves accountable Yeah. to people other than ourselves. I mean, if we fail, everybody's going to know. Yeah, I, I don't want to spend my life as a before picture. Correct. So, <laughs> right. um, but, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you just feel better. It's a comp- And when I was doing the, the low-carb thing with that app, because I remember telling you, like, like oh my goal is zero, <laughs> so I would I would get on the on the Peloton or lift weights because it gives you credits for working out. So I'm like, oh I'm at I'm at negative fourteen for the day because yeah. you know the the watch is keyed in with steps and calories, and then I did two workouts. So now I'm like, which was cool, but then you know I, I just didn't stay with it again. Discipline. So it's not just that. It, I, I knew this, and I kind of I told you this like when we started. I hate these apps and having to keep track of the food. Yeah, it's a pain in my butt to have to enter everything. Now I get yeah. it, like that. People are going to be screaming. That's what you got to do to lose weight. That's what you got to do. Well, here's but that's not sustainable. And here's my answer to that guy. So, one of my go tos for lunch is I bring in a Greek salad with chicken. On that Greek salad, I use the spring mix, which is the, I guess it's, um, it's got baby spinach, arugula, lettuce, radicchio, all this stuff in that, that's the whole mix of, of lettuce. Most places, most of the apps will recognize the scan for that. Well, then I'm throwing on some feta cheese, red onions, some olives, and then Greek salad dressing, and then I'm adding on grilled chicken thighs. To just enter that in, I'm entering in like seven or eight different items. And I just don't have the, like, no, I'm trying to inhale this food to go on to the next thing or do whatever I'm doing. So if you're cooking a lot and you have to enter in all the ingredients, and they say, oh, well, you can just build a meal. Like, you can make a recipe. It doesn't work the right way. No. Like, I, I screwed up the servings once where it said, like, like do it per gram. Like, I was like, oh, okay. So each serving's, you know, uh, 100 grams or whatever. But no, I had screwed it up so it was one gram. So it would be, like, 
300 servings or whatever because <laughs> i had that's and i'm guessing i don't know how many grams of feta cheese are on this goddamn thing well it already took you 20 minutes to enter in all the ingredients into this recipe yeah and then like you said you turn it turns out you got the you got the serving size wrong mm-hmm. and it's like it's not easily editable and like i tried doing it one time and i was just like it, it took me about 15 to 20 minutes just to figure it out yeah and then, of course, because, you know, I made it, my wife was also eating it. She was like, oh, can you send it to me? Of course, it's not easy to send it to me. She's, not, she's, she's in my friends list on the app. Yeah. Like, for some reason, I can't send it to her. Mm-hmm. Finally, 30 minutes into this, we finally figure out so she can grab it and put in her thing, only for me not to have put in the serving sizes correctly. Right. We, we're, like, I don't want it to take 30 to 40 minutes just for us to take the first bite of food. Yeah. That's already in front of us. You know, I'm not even talking prep time and cook time. Mm-hmm. I'm talking just the amount of time it took us to enter it into the system and then try and figure out how much we ate of it. Mm-hmm. It's like none of these things. And look, I'm sure that app is super awesome. I'm sure it is. But, and I knew this was going to happen before we started using it because every single other app that I've used. Before this, I felt the same way. I got two months in me to use it. After that, I'm never going to use it again because it just pisses me off. Yeah. And not only am I trying to eat a different way and make these changes in my life, now I have to deal with this frustration. Yeah. Of and it's not even that. It's just like you know you, you order like you order something for chick-fil-a of course someone's entering the chick-fil-a app but it doesn't have all the things that you have in it yes yeah, so so now, now you gotta add or subtract or you skip things. it right you it, skip it entirely and right. or you, you know, estimate you estimate wrong yeah and i would i would do so what i what i was i would do th- for breakfast i would have three three fried eggs and three slices of bacon but then no one does bacon by the slice in the app it's how many grams right. or else I like three ounces of bacon is a lot of bacon, especially like three ounces of cooked bacon because they it loses a lot right. when you cook it. So the eggs were easy, but then the bacon became a pain. I'm like, wait, how the hell did I eat 1700 calories worth of bacon? Oh, because I put you know, um, I, I did the thing wrong. I, I, I said I had eight ounces of bacon, which I didn't, I had three slices. So now I have to figure, okay, well, how much is that way? I don't freaking know. So the little graphics are neat, the circles, you know, kind of like your 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 rings on your watch if you got a uh Apple Watch. Like it's kind of like like that setup. So that but it just it you're right, it becomes a pain in the butt to keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, even like in the app it's like, okay, I had 3 eggs. Well, there's three different entries for three large for large eggs. Yeah. One says it's 90 calories. Another one says 100. The other one says it's 80. One says it's 40. How many calories are in a stupid freaking egg? That's all I want to know. Yeah. I don't need, like, these people that write these apps, it's like, look, a large egg, 90 calories, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Don't give me four options. I don't know. That's yeah. what I'm going to the app for. Yeah, just be like a, just be like the umpire. Oh, why is that a strike? Because the umpire said it was. Right. Like, that's you, why. No, wrong. I get it. Eggs are different sizes. But if I'll... If I go to the store and I buy a carton of large eggs, I look in the app, it says a large egg, 
is 90 calories. Great. There should only be one entry there. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Don't make me guess. Because I don't know. That's why I'm, again, that's why I'm in the app. Yeah. You know, if I have a jumbo egg, fine. A jumbo egg is 110 calories. Great. One option. That's it. Like, it, it just got to be a pain. Because, of course, they have all the user the, all the user entries. Plus oh, their yeah. entries. It's like, no. It, you got to make this. I, I get it. You want to try and be exact. You want the users to be able to enter their own stuff. That's fine. But if you make it too complicated, it's like, look... It, if they estimate, let's say, let's say the egg I ate is really, I don't know, let's say if it's 80 calories, but I mark it down as 90. Mm-hmm. 10 calorie different isn't going to make a difference. Yeah. If it was 200, it's 100 or 200 off, sure, that can make a difference in my day. Right. 10 is not. Mm-mm. So, I don't know. I forget, what, what did we start this episode off as? I remember. I don't remember. Um. Maybe the aliens stole our, stole our brains from the last episode. Could be, or the government did. Government. Because it's not aliens, it's the government. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, the, the good thing is this, is that both of us, way less than we did six months ago. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. Yeah. I think we both know the changes we had to make to get here. Yeah. One, we had to eat less. Two, we had to eat less shit. Three, I definitely think cutting carbs helped both of us. Um, just because through my blood work, I know that I cut my um, that glucose. The what's the uh, A one C? Not that one. The other one. The mm. the one people have trouble controlling. So it's blood sugar. Yeah. Insulin? Insulin. Okay. That's the one. My insulin levels went way down. Mm-hmm. And so internally, I know something's working. I just need to stay on this path. Yeah. If I stay on this path, I, I have not gone up. I mean, I have not caught, gained a bunch of it back. And for me, that's a plus all on its own. So my goal is another six months of... Keeping the carbs low-ish. Keeping my calories under 2,200 a day. I think my allowance is 2,400 a day. And, you know, I'm going to have to estimate because the the app is not for me. Yeah. But I think at this point, I kind of have the estimations down. I know what my vices are calorie-wise. Um, and I also know... Like the things I, I I try and keep the diet constant. So like the 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 steak at lunch, mm-hmm. I know I can have about eight to twelve ounces. I know what that looks like. Yeah, because from when I weighed it, I know what it looks like. So I don't have to weigh it anymore. I know like this little mountain of steak is eight to twelve ounces, mm-hmm. or ten to twelve ounces. I know how many calories that is. I like I can estimate and stay under what I need to. And if I if I'm in doubt, I stay under. Yeah, I won't eat the last thing. Um. But that's that's where we're kind of at with this. You got anything to close it out with? No, no, just you know, I'm I'm moving the right direction too. I'm kind of different path, so um, I've had an assist, I guess, from the doctor. I got some uh, fentermine, which 
very old weight loss drugs, so I've had success with that in the past, so we're with that. When did you start the fentanyl? Do you remember the date? Three weeks ago. So roughly, you're talking about May 20th. Yeah, somewhere in there, yeah. May, May 24th, 25th. Mm-hmm. The next time, we'll, we'll probably, the next show will probably be around July. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how much you've lost since you started that, because it'll be about two months. Yeah. So that'd be, that'll be an interesting. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also playing, like, per, like super consistent with intermittent fasting. So I'm giving myself an eight-hour uh, eating window, um, which I usually start at noon and go till eight at night, and I shut it down. So um, that's been between those two. So, you know, I'm down 30 pounds since, you know, since we started all this. There's been some ups and downs, but, you know, uh, we'll see my belt's looser and, you know, so I need to, I had to tighten it up, which is good. So, yeah, you know, we'll keep going. That's been the, the nicest gains. I've got pants that fit better than they did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a button-down shirt. Went to a wedding. Actually, the went when we went to the wedding. We went to Buffalo, and did not need a seatbelt extender. Oh, there you go. So that was a positive. Yeah. Um. So things like that. But we'll keep ever we'll keep you all updated. We hope uh, if you're trying to lose weight like we are or started when we did, hopefully we can we're we're keeping you on track. Letting you know that you know this is not going to be a direct line down. We've had the ups, we've had the downs, and we've been sharing them with you guys as we go. Uh, not as often as we used to, but you know sometimes there just isn't anything to report. So uh, we'll keep giving you updates as we can, um, and hopefully you're sticking with it too. If you have any low points, you know hopefully you're, you're getting back on track when you need to. Don't let a don't let a small um, mishap turn into a bigger one get yourself back on track the next day and thank you to cheers and spirits for aiding our uh drinking tonight <laughs> um, we appreciate them please uh like subscribe comment share on all the fa- uh, all the podcast platforms you can find us on facebook at drivewaybearspodcast.com or uh, drivewaybearspodcast on facebook drivewaybearspodcast.com uh, you can join us on the driveway uh, with Driveway Bears Podcast slash donate. And um, on Twitter at DWayBearsPod if you want to con- uh, connect with us. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.